0: Good evening, and welcome back to the what second and pretty much like last off-season edition almost, Rob of the JMU yeah, Sports Vlog podcast. We're wait right
1: into like real football topics. I think they will they will have started camp by the next time we record.
0: Yes, yes. So we're going to be off next week, um, but we will be back after that at some point for at least a week or two. But yes, there will be things going on. I saw the women's soccer team tweeting out like you know they start. Uh, mid-August. So, They're
1: traditionally, I don't know if it's traditionally or just happenstance, but they seem to be the first to go the past couple of years. They do, and
0: I, I don't, I'm i sure there's this, I, I, I don't remember why, I don't but, the, yeah. Yeah, um, but yes, so it, it is time. We're here, Rob. Welcome. Um, welcome back, everybody, those of you that are joining us again. We're going to talk a little bit of real football tonight. Uh, we're going to talk some baseball draft, some... Uh, tournament, basketball tournament coming up for some former JMU stars. Um, and finally, we're going to have a little fun at the end with some uh, another old man question we received. Yeah. Um, Rob, you were on the show tonight. Where do we want to start? You want to start with this over-under thing?
1: Yeah. I, I, yeah, I'll we'll dive right in. Yeah, there's, I,
0: I will encourage. I, so I know what's, what's the first rule of podcasting is like don't promote other podcasts. But two of the subjects we're going to talk about have been hit on this week in positive ways. Um, so Shane and Noah are on the fun belt podcast and they're not diving real heavy into over-unders, but a lot of the over-unders are out for team wins in the sunbelt. Um, so that's pretty good. And then obviously like the guys um, here, what are Bennett and company um, talk to Joe from the basketball tournament people. So if you want a real in-depth talk about as they get ready for that, um, you can go there. But yes, so JMU's over-under for season wins is set at six and a half. Um, and I thought it was interesting. I, I've got, Rob, I'm, I will tell you, this, today is the first day um, our friend Kara Ritchie that we had on the pod from Arkansas State tweeted out the thing about like the helmet schedule.
1: Yeah, There's like a
0: conference, you know, like the whole thing. It's cool. So it shows everybody's schedules on the same page. And I actually was like, I should print this out and use it the way she does, which is like to track everybody over the season. Mm-hmm. um as we talk about this jamie was at six and a half am i wrong don't we only have 11 games do we have 11 games or 12 i'm uh, looking I look right now up. yeah yeah I'm, I'm gonna look that up right now but I, at first i was like man six and a half yeah that sounds about right and then i thought that's a little high and now i've like really dug in on the helmet schedule thing and i'm like i think they're gonna do it <laughs> i think they can get over that oh <laughs> so i don't know what you were uh Thinking about there, um, yeah, we've got a few other things to talk about. But
1: it's it strikes me as as a little bit ambitious. Um, I hope it comes out that way. I know there are some portions of the fan base that think anything fewer than you know seven wins, eight wins is a disaster, and we're going to storm right in and take over this conference and look what App State did, and we were just a strong FCS, and that's great. It's a and it, it it's great to be optimistic. I don't mean to be pessimistic, but. I think the App State situation, the transition from FCS into the belt, uh, is a little bit different than JMU's. I uh-huh. think it's a much stronger league yep. than it was back then.
2: Yeah,
1: And I don't know, I mean, like, I'd be thrilled if they came in plus or minus one from this number. You know, yeah. anything between five and seven wins, I would probably be okay with, provided they played well, if they didn't blow games late or, you know, yeah. just get, or didn't start off four and one and then end the season or something like that. But I think that seems optimistic, not overly so, but on the optimistic side, I think it shows some respect for Mm -hmm. the program. I think it shows, I mean, maybe pretty good knowledge of our fan base. I think that's right about there where you really get people.
0: Well, and it it is 11 games. I just looked, it is only 11 games. So that makes six and a half a particularly tough number. Yeah, um, because that hook there, I, I think we would be thrilled with six and five. You know, that's what we've been saying. It's like we'd be thrilled to keep this like 500 or better streak intact. Um, and be- with only 11 games, they need to get to six to do it. There is yeah. no six and six out there.
1: Seven and four would hitting the over would personally exceed my expectations. That's all Correct. right. Like, whoop, what's wrong but that's I I'm thinking I can even talk myself into the season being a success and it being a good transition year. With four wins, yeah, you know, provided they're the right wins and they're competitive in the
0: I will say so. Not we will save. A, you know, we'll we'll come back to the schedule, Rob. Mm-hmm. But looking into it, they're the first two, putting the Norfolk State game aside, the first two real home games are really important. So Middle Tennessee to open the season is arguably like the crux of the schedule this year. It's a weird thing. So Middle Tennessee's over under is five and a half. So my guess is like both JMU, that game's going to be very close. Like that, those teams are, all, yeah, yeah, kind of a toss-up game. Um, If they get the middle game, then they get Norfolk. That's 2-0. and oh. Even if they lose that app, the next two, the the next, the fourth game, the game week after app is home for Texas State. And that is very winnable. That's wonderful. And it feels like whether they win or lose at middle, that Texas State game is, like if they lose to middle, the Texas State game I think is huge to keep this – like the train on the track a little bit. But if they win it, like they play Texas state and then they go to Arkansas state. So like, and then they play at Georgia Southern. So those are like three winnable games like that. Those teams are not Texas state's over under is four and a half. Arkansas state's is five. Georgia Southern's is four and a half. So clearly like there's some opportunity. I mean, you figure like, to me, it just seems like if they get the middle game, out of the gate and Norfolk state. Now that's two. Then if they take two of those three from there, you're at four before you get into the real meat of the schedule, you know, which is Marshall Louisville and then old dominion, Georgia state coastal. And I'm not kind of like, it's really hard to predict at this point, like the ODU Georgia state coastal, the back end of the schedule. Cause I don't know where those teams are going to be. No, um, you have
1: no idea. you don't know where Jamie's is going to be injuries. No, no. Guys emerging, so on and so forth. Um, yeah, um, and this is kind of a hack sports radio bit we were doing. You're we going through this no, kind of no, But, room, it's but, funny. Like, I, I, but it, it is funny that you so, can see the logic behind the six and a half number. It
0: it, it entices you, and it kind of creates. And a, it's hard because in this conference, this is what's going to be weird. So App and Louisiana Lafayette are both at eight and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that I think Lafayette is like their eight and a half is. It is like bias from last year's team being so good yeah. versus this year's team
1: being stacked.
0: Being stacked necessarily. And it's also like the West is bad. Yeah. Right. And so there's just some of that. Whereas app is also at eight and a half. That is that would be a strong like if they get to nine, they would have I, I, I think they might, but that would also take some doing um for them this year. Yeah. Um yeah. so I, I think it's uh yeah, who knows? I, I just It's really funny. The six and a half was like, I was like, that's strangely respectable when like Georgia Southern ODU Marshall is seven. Yeah. Like everyone is between eight and a half and four and a half in the East with Georgia Southern being at the bottom at four and a half Georgia state is right by JMU. Um, Yeah. Seven. And they're at seven and a half coastal, coastal's at eight. Um, You know, so like, Everybody is between four and a half and eight wins. Like, there's nobody like, and it's and I think this is going to be like probably the future for the foreseeable future, right? I,
1: yeah, it's just tough. Like I said initially, I was like, whoa, that's really optimistic, but I could talk myself into maybe taking the over, but I don't yeah. know. I, I still think they're in that in that five to seven, which is why people are setting that setting the line the way they did.
0: Yeah, I mean, looking at the schedule, the app game. And the Louisville games are probably the only two on the schedule that I'm like, uh, like where I would be like overjoyed if they like I'd be re- like, you know, pleasantly surprised. Not, not that they can't win those games, but those are the two that kind of strike me as what we would have thought of in the past as the FBS game where I'm like, you know, OK, like those will get you, get, noticed. Those get will you get notice. noticed and they might be a like reasonably sizable underdog going into those games. Every other game on the schedule. Well, Coastal potentially too. Coastal, they got to see when Grayson McCall comes back. They got to yeah. see what they really have. Uh, same thing with them. I, I don't know if that's the Thanksgiving weekend last game of the season. I mean, if Coastal's seven and four and playing for Boca, like I, how much do they care either? Yeah. If they're four and seven, they definitely don't care. So, like, I, don't, I just, those yeah, games it could, at the it end be, will. It could be eight and two. Yeah. I, Marshall and Old Dominion are the two that, um, Strike me as like, like it seemed like Georgia State overachieved last year. Mm -hmm. Um, Georgia Southern, I think it's going to take some work for them going from, you know, they got a new coach, new regime, whole new thing. I I don't know. I I know it's a big name coach. I know that they will improve quickly. Doesn't seem like they're quite there. Um, I I don't know. I mean, I think Coastal maybe looks like they're going to take a step back. I could be wrong. But Marshall and ODU are the two that I'm like, Ah, eh, they're a lot like JMU where I'm like, I, I don't know. I really don't know. And I imagine they're both pretty good, right? Like, you know, so, um, you know, ODU was weird. I don't want to give them any credit, but they did. Remember they didn't play for COVID. Yeah. So, and then last year they started out terribly and then and had a great finish, finish to the season, which maybe is to be expected when you hadn't played in a year and a half. Um, yeah. You know, so I don't know. I mean, want to win that one, and then and then Marshall just—you imagine they'll be good. But I also Marshall's homecoming for JMU, like at home. So That's I'm not cool. going to like not give JMU a chance, and I I give JMU a chance in that game no matter what has preceded it, sort of. Um, so yeah, it was kind of funny. I just six and a half seemed. I, yeah, I was really surprised. I would have thought five and a half maybe. Yeah, would have been the number, right? Yeah. Um, and I think you're right that it is completely. There's a there's some respect for JMU, um, and then there's also this thing of like these teams have come in, uh, like people are saying like is JMU going to sneakily do what App and Georgia Southern did when they joined, and it's like no I don't think so like it's just so much harder because now we have to play App exactly <laughs> yeah um I don't know who was I just oh Georgia Southern also um. By the way, the Georgia Southern start to the season is atrocious. They play uh, both Carolinas. They play North Carolina, South Carolina, and Army out of the gate, which is just a recipe for disaster. Like, so good luck with that. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I would not want to play Army or Navy to be honest. Like, from no, a pure on field, field standpoint, I would love to play Navy from a like that would be a fun game locally. And I would think that would be really cool and you'd be on TV and stuff, but like, yeah, I don't want to play against that triple. To prepare for. No, <laughs> no, not at all. Unless you're playing another team like that in your conference already. No, thank yeah. you. Um, so that, that's kind of a fun thing. Everybody can, yeah. I mean, I did not see, I will say, Rob, I know there are sites out there. I have the DraftKings sports book on my phone and mm-hmm. JMU is not listed on the conference wins futures but neither were a few of the other Sunbelt teams.
1: It's still trickling in.
0: Still trickling in. The the one that caught my eye immediately was the middle Tennessee being five and a half with Jamie being six and a half just because, like, it, it does kind of, you know, at least anecdotally start to confirm what we thought, which is that first game is a real toss-up. Yeah. I, I'm really optimistic. This is my thing, is when I looked at, like, Marshall's at home and that middle Tennessee game's at home, like, and the schedule really sets up well. I mean, there's a real chance of JMU being three and two or four and one out of the gate. Yeah. Which I think puts you on like now you have the kids. Like Believe to it me. Is. Yes. Like I feel like the locker room is probably gonna stick with you for the rest yeah. of the season mm-hmm. at that point, And that would be really a positive. Um, and I'm a little bit hopeful. I don't know, we'll see. I you know, the middle game is weird because I feel like on one hand, JMU could be way overamped for this first thing, and it's such a big deal. On the other hand, they really could be amped, and that could be a good thing. Like in week one, when a lot of teams they're not are feeling their way, JMU is going to come out in front of a packed stadium for a real one of the most exciting home games. In, it's big that
1: it's at home. It's yeah, it's at home.
0: in years and years and years, and and a lot of credit to um, now departed Charlie King and company. You know for. If you're going to move up, make that happen a little bit. Yeah. Like that game was the one that, that was a big one for them mm-hmm. to get. They're paying a lot of money for it, but yeah. it's certainly exciting for fans um, and looking forward to it. Rob, why don't you take us to the baseball draft because I think there's more than just one note, there's, right? There's more
1: than one. We had yeah. late breaking news, uh, yeah. 20th round pick. Well, the big news was Chase DeLauter, yeah. outfielder for JMU, went 16, do I remember? Yep, 16. 16 to the Cleveland Guardians. Yes, it's very yeah. hard to. Yeah, I, know. I got thrown off the new logo when I saw it. I, I was actually watching the draft for the first time in my life. And I came in and get from the kitchen. I went back and I saw the big C and it's stylized a little different than the old. Um, Cleveland one. Like the Cleveland one. Mm-hmm. And I was like, the Cubs? Where'd this come from? And I got all excited. <laughs> and then I was like, going on. And then everybody on Twitter was talking about the Guardians. And I was like, oh yeah, Cleveland, new yeah. new logo. So um, yeah, I think it's great. Like I, I was watching, I thought it was an exciting kind of readout of his abilities. Um, they were, they were honest. They said, look, you know, he had a rough go against Florida state, the opening of the season, but then the commentary from ESPN, which I was watching, not MLB network was eh, that, that might be unfair. Cause you know, two weeks later he got it together and it's just, it's baseball. I mean, Mike Trout went, what, over 23 earlier this year? So, yeah, right. he faced tough pitching. And they said what I've always said is, look, hey, man, it was tough. Florida State is better than CAA pitching. But mm-hmm. he paid, he faced really damn good pitching in the Cape Cod League. Mm-hmm. And he did nothing but mash, you know, time for the league at home yeah. So um They said he's got, you know, raw power, which was great. I believe the guys said they, draft, they graded him out at 55 on the 80-point scale for power, but said – They really don't know where the ceiling is. He could be like a 65 power guy. So they kind of sold it as this is a really high ceiling pick. There's a little bit of a risk because he only played 66 college games and he did completely explode in size. But he's got the prototypical sluggers body. I think that's one thing that people don't realize if you're just kind of a casual baseball fan like we are. I mean, the guys like came out of high school at like 5'8", 160. No, he's like 6'3". Two fifteen. I mean, like yeah. he's a big boy. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a pitcher when he first came to JMU, so he's got a big arm, but they project him probably right now. They say center, but project him probably playing right field. So it sounded pretty positive overall. Like people were like, "Hey, you know, this is a this is a potentially very high ceiling pick." But I don't know. It it was cool. I just I, I thought it was really exciting.
0: Yeah, I was really excited. They went sixteenth. That you know they had gone from like him potentially being the number one pick in the draft. Well to, never one like, college player. He was, was a college was player. Players players the right. like, yeah. But I think at the start, before the college season last year, there was like a lot of talk of like potential top five, right? Like yeah. top five, top ten pick. And then mm-hmm. with the injury and stuff, it felt like he was gonna be more in the twenties. So I was like glad that he was in the sixteens. And I and it's such a baseball draft thing where like a guy gets injured but still gets picked. Yes. I don't know. Like that is such a it's so much different than other sports. So um yeah. Yeah, that it's really exciting. I don't was that did, did we ever find out? Was that is that the only player first round pick from JMU?
1: I think he's the highest pick ever. I, yeah. They might have somebody go,
0: yeah, a little bit later.
1: Um, oh, like in early second, I, mean, I know they said about other guys
0: drafted, but the oh, first, round, but like, I think They might have yeah. had early
1: round picks. picks. I'm not sure if they yeah. had a first round pick, yeah, and 16 the, to me. I mean, you're all first-round pick. The slot value is like just under $4 million. So he's it's looking at, nice. It's pretty nice. And <laughs> yeah. combined with Manfred's comments today about like, oh, they pay a living wage, oh they don't. So idiot. you really need to get one of these bonuses yep. kind of to push you through the normal progression where it takes to be majors. I mean, like for a guy like DeLauder, he's only, what, 21 or 20 yeah. years? I mean, like, yeah. he's young. He'd be moving fast, I would think, if he made it to the majors, in three four years yeah. so you really need to that, that money sounds big but you're living off that because you're only making like i mean today i don't know if you were in those reports yeah it's still like eight thousand dollars for single a ball
0: for oh yeah season. it's between like it, five and fifteen thousand
1: it's highway robbery so like yeah. every, you've seen these big bonuses but then you realize like most guys spend years in the minors and they're just mm-hmm. living off their bonus mm-hmm. and geez he's got a big one he's got a nice one where he's going to be okay yeah, you know, He can do things. And and if he goes a couple of years, decides not to play ball, he's got a nice little cushion to start his life. Yeah. Um, but ideally he's got a nice little cushion when he hits the bigs mm-hmm. and hopefully stays there in three, four years. So yeah. I was pretty excited. I thought it was great.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely do. And I, I have, you know, I, no sense of, I, I never know in baseball. Like, like you said, we never watch the draft. Cause even when, like, even as a Nats person, like even when they were drafting Strasburg and Harper, that didn't mean I was going to see them like in a month. Like, I remember you know, when and those
1: guys, those guys yeah. were true, phenoms. like they were right, you know, absolutely right. no doubt about it. These guys are going to be in the big leagues in a couple of years. There are top picks that never,
0: never hang on it. with
1: a big league team. It happens all the time. Um, yeah. It's just, it's a different game. And sometimes you draft kids out of high school and they got all this potential and you're kind of drafting them based on the tools, but they don't have the mm-hmm. experience and doesn't work out. I mean, we've all read Moneyball or seen Moneyball, the, the Billy Bean experience. You know, he yeah. was supposedly a chemist prospect just never worked out for him. You know, he was kind of a, a nothing player in the big. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's tough, but first round pick, your odds go up considerably. And then Nick Zona got picked today in the 20th round.
0: Yeah, which, that was pretty cool. I saw uh, by yeah, Mariners. He, yeah.
1: Mariners, 606th pick. Um, I don't know. He's the 82nd Duke drafted in program history. Pretty cool. I don't, I don't, I don't know what to do like this. Like who even knows if they're going to have – more money to sign him or anything and clearly um, he's the longest of long shots but
2: mm-hmm.
1: I don't know that was him why not give it a go why not see if he can play rookie ball for a year and maybe it works out better than you think like former Duke Mike Venafro, who kind of yeah, yeah. you know played rookie ball being like oh I got nothing to lose I'm just going to grad school in the fall and then did pretty well and then you know got put into the I think single eye next year and then was a spring training invitee the next year and Three years later, he's pitching for the Rangers. So, like, stuff mm-hmm. happens. Um, I don't yeah. know. It, it, I was excited for Nick at the very yeah. least. The guy can say he was drafted. He was drafted, yep. You know, played college baseball and he's drafted. And, heck, maybe he goes, plays professionally this year and turns into something else, you know? I don't yeah, know. you I was, never
0: uh, know. I mean, you hope. I, the baseball draft. if I'm not, I think I'm right about this. It used to be, like, an insane amount of rounds. I think Mike
1: Piazza was, like, a 67th. Yeah, and pick.
0: now it's, like, 20 rounds or so, Like. Not that yeah. that's still not an insane amount, but it's not, yeah. like, as crazy. Like, if you get drafted, it is a thing. Yes. Um, and, and obviously, like, we just made this point about not having a living wage in the minors. But needless to say, there are more jobs as a professional in baseball than in, in all of the other sports combined, yeah. you know, if you can sustain yourself in some way or your family yeah. can, right? Um,
1: Piazza was a 62nd round pick.
0: Yeah. And they don't have those that many rounds anymore.
2: So, but um, heck, but, I
1: mean, you, you get into it. Maybe you find your way. You can be a baseball life in some other capacity. You know, Jake, Jake Lowry. Yeah, Jake um, looks like he's on track he's to just, maybe
0: managing the bigs. Yeah,
1: like, yeah, like he's doing very well. And he played. You know, he was a higher higher pick mm-hmm. in zona, But you can figure it out. You can work. There was a guy who lived in my neighborhood, and I believe he played at William and Mary, and mm-hmm. he got drafted, and he had a cup of coffee with yeah. the nationals you know like he's got a baseball reference page he's got he can say he's a big leaguer but he was one of those guys taxi squad a couple yeah. of years and you know he might he might have 75 at bats well afterwards he parlayed his degree from william and mary and his baseball experience to say like i'm the new you know double threat money ball guy i played <laughs> and i studied economics yeah and now he's like an assistant gm for the dodgers I mean, like you can find a way to do it. I mean, it's a closed circle. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also do quite well, kind of taking the money from suburban moms and dads who thinks their kid is the next Mike Trout <laughs> in these training yeah, things. Yeah, I got a friend
0: who's doing that. Yeah, uh, uh, it's yeah. good business.
1: James's yeah. travel coach did it. The guy was great, and yeah. people loved him. The kids loved him, uh, and he's got appointments from now till the cows come home, and he's making it work for himself. So he's developing his own baseball career. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, and there's certain things that just simply playing professionally, even if it's for Oh, it gives you ball, that's what my buddy Nate from high school he played the- in the
0: arena league football. Yeah. And like that, you know, he's got pictures with him and Kurt Warner and stuff. Like you yeah. know, he played on that Iowa Barnstormers team or whatever. Like and yeah, it gets you a little ways down the road to so those opportunities. Know, I,
1: yeah. I'm obviously excited for Chase. Um it's just as exciting in a different way for Nick Zona to be one of these guys who may oh, or may not yeah. to be able just to hear name call. Like, that's awesome. It's I mean, it, he's got for the a program football.
0: too. Right. Like, program. just for Greatful. the part I mean, Chase has been kind of like this, like, one off like, yeah. it, it, he just felt like such a outlier uh, yeah. in the program lately. And that is really cool. So, um, congrats to both guys. Be looking forward to following them. Um, yeah, I don't know how much it, always wonder like how much like he you, know, you get picked by the guardians you get picked by the Mariners, like the mariners are playing great right now yeah is it kind of fun to like throw your mariners hat on and <laughs> around? i have to think that's kind of cool right yeah right like yeah
1: um yeah and well, the other- like a high school kid from mclean got drafted by the mets oh there you go in the second round i believe nice he's he was a virginia tech commit and he's like no i'm signing he's going so oh wow has gotta be cool like you go there and all of a sudden you're you Know drafted two days ago, and then you're watching your organization's teammates in the all star game or something like
2: that. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah,
0: for sure. Um, in other professional news, I did see Rob just this is a very small sidelight, but also, um, Molly Darty and Haley Warden are both going to play in the Athletes Unlimited Cross again this year, so um, will be cool for them. They're definitely that. I know we've talked about this like here and there over the last couple of years, and it's it's hard to invest, um, you know, when the teams don't stay the same, like it's a different format, but they have, de- the league is definitely doing a good job of getting their stuff on TV, They are, which is cool. So, yeah. um, that is awesome and will be fun to watch, uh, later this year. And I think the softball is just about to kick off like in the next week. Right. And, so. uh, Odyssey's playing in the softball
2: athletes mm-hmm. unlimited,
0: so It'll be fun to watch all that. Um, I think, oh, you want to talk about the tournament a little bit, right, Rob?
1: Yeah, just, I mean, I believe for the first time ever, the Founding Fathers are having practices on campus. They're doing like a training camp. Uh I think it's two days this week. One of them is going to be open to the public. Yeah, So it could be kind of cool to go in there and see Devon Moore and, you know, Andre Nation. There's some, some names, Scooter. Uh, yeah, American. there's some names in the past, but just kind of a good opportunity to go there and kind of support the team. Good way to spend an afternoon for you guys in the valley, guys and gals in the valley. And then they play in West Virginia the opening round against the Marshall alumni team. Do, do I have that correct? You do. It's
0: Sunday, um, this Sunday at five Eastern um, on ESPN3. ESPN.
1: yeah Yeah, streaming.
0: So it's. I mean, we're all getting there yet yeah, to getting our ESPN plus. I saw that the price is going up, but then. I don't know. You're a parent, Rob. Like, I have the bundle. There's a bundle with with Disney and Hulu and everything. Yeah. So most of our people probably okay. Um, I was pleased that Jamie got the five seed in the region of the eight teams last year. They were like the 16 seed in the region, and they had to play like the defending champs or something. It's this feels like a. uh, I mean, I don't know what Marshall's team it looks like, but it feels like they have a legitimate chance this year. Um, there's no
1: Ken Palm for the basketball tournament. So no, really no, 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 no,
0: um, It's always fun. These games are funny, though, because people show up on these teams. Um, that best Virginia team, which is like the West Virginia alumni, you know, you get like a pit snoggle sighting, yeah, you know, yeah. like, like it's funny, um, you
1: get the it, which is always fun. So it's yeah. pretty good. Basketball. It's a good way to sort of like, I don't know. I mean, there's plenty of people out there watching NBA Summer League. Yep. I think this is if you're if you're a hoops junkie to that regard, you'll enjoy the tournament.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's real, yeah, it's got
1: real stakes. It's fun.
0: Right.
1: Uh, million dollars split amongst the team. nobody's going to retire off that. No. But that's that makes a difference if you're somebody who's on the fringes of professional basketball or somebody who just never even played professional basketball, but is just trying to pull the Cinderella story.
0: And I know these guys on the JMU team. I know that they absolutely want to win because they're competitive and they want to win themselves, but the way that they've handled everything the last couple of years um you know with aj getting injured and then choosing to put kamaya in his place like I, I don't know i just have felt like they've done things the they've, they've represented so the school very very well and and been really and you know they were trying to have her play again this year but yeah. she has other obligations i think you know like they're like it's a good thing i i they, they just they've impressed me with that um, you know, how much they've been willing to put themselves out there for their friends, uh, regardless of what it means to them on the court kind of. Um, yeah. So it's cool. Yeah. So this Sunday at five in the round of 64 against the Marshall alumni team um, alumni is a, uh, loose word in this in this tournament people who might have played for marshall at some point yes like some friends that they know from aau yes 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 um but that's pretty fun so good luck to the guys this weekend we'll definitely be paying attention hoping they can think if they win on sunday what are they game four they would play tuesday at eight so a much more like uh, an even more watchable time slot um if they win the first game and that would be against the West Virginia, Virginia winner. So who knows? Yeah. Um, Rob, we got some, uh, just kind of having some fun here this last off season week. Um, we got an old man question for sure. Right. Yeah, we do.
1: We've, yeah. we've got a couple good ones. Um, well, let's just go. Speaking of the tournament, somebody asked us what? Oh, geez. No, I can't find it. I'm the worst. I should not be doing this. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, the Founding Fathers asked us, actually. Yep. What should the Founding Fathers do with the million-dollar winnings? Should they take home the... I don't
0: oh. know. What do you I mean, it's hard for me to say, right? I, I actually saw this earlier today that this came up, and I was like, there, you know, my initial reaction was, do something for AJ right like but like they all have their friends and family that i I mean they all have lives i i would i would like to think that each of them can do something with that um you know i don't know what do they have five guys five players on the team
2: so i don't know you'd hope that
0: at least they i don't know i mean um i mean what do i want them to do like um buy the number one recruit in the nation next year? Yeah. Like, I don't know, like, like for JMU, like No, um, yeah, no. they should do whatever they want to do with the money, I know, would right?
1: Say that amount of money, it, whatever, it's going to be big money. Let's not downplay it. Mm-hmm. It's big money, but it's not you're set for life sort of money. No. So if I were to take a nice trip, you always just take a trip. It's a good experience. And then, I don't know, just me after that just do boring practical stuff, put some money away, save, yeah. you know, um, uh, fund your dream for a while longer. If you are to want to play pro that, no. that enables you to keep doing that and maybe take it another step further. But for me, it, take a trip, treat yourself
0: to a trip. Yeah. I think that's a good one. And, and I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know how they all feel about it, but I mean, that money would go a long way towards um, launching something bigger yeah. if they chose to do that, you know, whether that's related to AJ or not, like, you know I, I i don't know um but that's easy for me to say in this position where i'm like you i i think on a personal level take a trip and put some away you, you know like like i don't know put, pay for your kids college right like or start or pay for their fr- freshman year at some point you know like yeah so i know um all easy to say yeah um but good luck it'll be fun to watch that's a good one so I know the one we got, Rob. Do you want to save this one for last, or do you have another?
1: Yeah, what was it? I believe we got some Chase Slaughter questions. D- does this, you know, does this make us all Guardian fans? No, it just worked me personally, and it was set in – it was Tripp Hughes. He was – yeah. yeah, I think it makes us all bigger Chase Lauder fans than we were 72 hours ago. You know, yeah, the we've stakes been, are- we've been really fortunate
0: the last few years with, uh, in the football side to have some guys to root for around the league. And, uh, yeah, it hasn't changed my, you know, and I haven't rooted for the Arizona Cardinals because Earl was playing there. I just root for Earl, right? I mean, I, I will root for the Cardinals against a team that I don't care about who does not have JMU players. <laughs> like like I rooted for Tampa in the Super Bowl because there were JMU guys on the team, but that wasn't heartfelt. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, I couldn't uh, go that far. Yeah, only, well, only the year, the two years I got with Jimmy here were the only two where I was like, you know,
2: fully all in.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's a different story. Um, and I don't even know. I mean, that was Jimmy too, right? That was particularly, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Um, Rob, I also, this is uh side note. I can, I'm really looking forward to uh, getting into the roster, by the way. That's what got me going today is I really have started getting excited about Things are starting to shape up a little bit. I don't know enough. There's a lot of transfers, you know, a lot of names we don't know. Um, There's guys who transferred in in the spring and then immediately transferred back out. Because yeah, the- but that to me is a really positive sign. I agree. Like It's a really positive sign about um, some of these guys. And just watching kind of like Percy and some of the older players start getting excited again for the season, it's just it's got me excited and i'm ready to kind of dive in and i think especially in the defensive backfield um is one of the places where i'm really i'm feeling like i've been thinking we're going to be thin but i'm not sure that we won't be upgraded so you know there I are never some you do really
1: know there's always young guys who we weren't in any of the practices we don't know right. guys were developing we don't know who's been or the coaches are all going to say it's it's been great i was hitting the weight room teams right. in the best shape that might be true for some players. You know, there right. could be those guys who just come out of nowhere and you're like, wow. Um, there's people everybody's looking forward to seeing because they think they're, that he's ready to take the next step. Mm-hmm. But there's going to be guys that surprise us, both good and bad. So,
0: yeah. Well, and I think the level, the number of FBS to FBS transfers on this team this year, I, I just wonder, you know, there have been – we've obviously had impact transfers previously, but – it's been rare that we had guys that like changed like JMU had the culture of JMU football and like those transfers kind of fit into the JMU culture not influenced the culture. Where this year I feel like this whole group of guys from the FCS level, the guys who have been around, the Percys of the world, the Nick Kidwells of the world. They've got to be like I want to prove that I'm I can do this too. Yeah. And like I'm surrounded by all these other Now there's like guys being pulled in from all these places and they're like, no, I'm going to show I got this too. I I don't know. I just think this team's going to have something to prove that in a way that they, maybe they haven't.
1: Certainly the chip on
0: the shoulder. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm looking forward to. And I'm I'm wondering, like, I'm interested, you know, if I'm this line, the O lineman from last year and the running back room, for example, who were both, I think, highly thought of at the FCS level, I'm gonna have. I'm gonna want to prove that I can be highly thought of at the FBS You know, I can hold my own up here too. And so, yeah, that's where I'm with you. I, I hope that they uh, will see some more. So, yeah, no. yeah, All right. Before fruits and vegetables, what else you got here, Rob? Uh, Tim, uh, which is well, your favorite?
1: Yeah, yeah. You, you can go. Sorry.
0: Yeah, which is your favorite old person game? Why does this hurt or heartburn or heart attack? <laughs>
1: or heart attack I've I managed to avoid playing I don't yeah. get heartburn no, no. Um, but in terms of the heart attack I know one big like changing moment for me was playing basketball in an open gym and people actually took the time to make sure they knew where the defibrillator was that, that was something that had never been done before um, favorite old person game I, I don't know I know it's not my favorite game and I had this experience over the week Climbing a chain link fence—that that, is, that oh. separates boys in a very literal sense. That is not easy to do in our age. No, and, and I had to, to hop a fence, and I could still do it, but my days are numbered for that. So uh, that's bad. Um, one person game, like can I say wiffle ball? I haven't I haven't broken through to pickleball yet. Wiffle wow. ball, I like because I play a lot of catch with my kid. Yeah. Um, I will throw a lot of BP, but I tried to do like take, take infield. And that just, that ain't happening anymore. Getting down low, trying to get things in the hole. That ain't happening. <laughs> wiffle ball. I can still hang. The ball's usually in the air. It's not hit that hard. You can play in flip flops, but you still kind of can get the competitive juices flowing enough for when you're swinging the bat. So I think that's, for me, that's a good one. I feel like I can continue to play wiffle ball at a, Non-embarrassing level for the foreseeable future, and, uh, and still yeah. enough that I can have fun and oh, it's Pinochle or something. You know, like I I'm have ventured
0: fun. onto the pickleball courts.
1: I want to. Um, I just haven't done it yet.
0: Yeah, I will say one thing that's funny is we we have a group that we play with, um, mm-hmm. you know, once a month, whatever. Yeah. And uh, a couple of the guys play pretty frequently now. Like yeah. you know, it's fun. They have fun with it, and um, and they went and played in a tournament in winchester like at a indoor like a real tennis facility that had like a pickleball tournament yeah. and uh they scored two points in two matches <laughs> like, like the, the, it is so funny that they're and they're like the best guys that we play with
1: you know like it's one of those games where it looks so easy when it, when it first started it is like easy to generally game.
0: like play but i then, was
1: convinced you know people are like oh you know there's classic old man crap back in my day, I could have done this. I was absolutely convinced that like, if you and I took that up, we would be on the national circuit. Yeah, no, for, no, no. In like three months. Uh, and no. I don't think I could win. Like if I practice the next couple of years, uh, I still wouldn't be winning like a local, uh, whatever. There's yeah. a lie tournament in my neighborhood. Right, like, right. people are good. It's it's like anything else. I think like, everything's accelerating and it's much more difficult than it looks. I'm sure.
0: Yeah. The one I will say on my old man front lately is, um, I, um, oh, if I'm gonna drive more than like ten minutes,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I can't have my wallet in my back pocket anymore. Oh, like I, hurts. it hurts! It my yeah. I, I take it out and put it with my phone, like, yeah. like, and that's like something that never even occurred to me. Yeah. Like until like ten ten years ago, would never even have occurred to me. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I could drive for twelve hours and not think oh, about it. No. But yes, like, like that, that I drove out today to like an hour to somewhere, um, and I I had a suit on um, for the uh, thing I had to do, and I ended up putting the wallet in my suit coat pocket, so, like because <laughs> I didn't want to sit on it. You know,
1: yeah. Okay. I got away from the wallet. I switched to Money Clip years ago, and part of it was I didn't like sitting on it,
0: and yeah.
1: Much easier, so yeah. I always do breast pocket when I've got a suit on.
0: Yeah, there you go. Yes. Um. So I I, I don't. Oh, if you're switching to your other old man things, don't forget that you can uh, get all your fishing needs handled by Mossy Creek Fly Fishing in Harrisonburg, Virginia. Um, they've got some new tacky boxes from Fish Pond. In um, Rob, you'll know this more, but there's 143 slots on the magnetic version and 182 slots on the standard box. Um, it's okay. like the most popular fly boxes they've ever they've ever had, so they're very That's thrilled cool. about this. Yeah, um, and it doesn't mean a lot to me, but for those of you that know, I'm sure you know. Um, and you can go check them out. And If you go to the store and mention the podcast, you get free Mossy Creek sticker. So, awesome. thanks to those guys. Um, you got one more, Rob? Is there? We have one more well, this, item on the list. We this came
1: in late unlikely scenario that's fun to think about an undefeated football dukes would finish the year ranked what
0: this was an interesting thing so i listening to the fun belt guys today um shane and noah actually had to like correct one of the guys because they didn't they hadn't realized that jmu was not eligible for the Uh, conference championship or a bowl and so like 11 is 11 like 11 games is the end of the season and um because i assume that they're not Basically, they were talking, like, one of the guys was positing that JMU could potentially be a, the dark horse team in the East. Um, it doesn't really matter. You know, they're just, uh, it was, they were pretty far down the line at that point. But they're just like, we don't know this team, and who knows. Um, yeah, where would an undefeated, I mean, to me, an undefeated JMU would probably be 20th? 24th? Yeah, I 24th? I, I, they,
1: would it would be thing with Depend yeah. on uh, – App State and Coastal would also need to be good. Finish. And,
0: and, wins. and Louisville would be the game that I think would have, like, the national attention would be captured by the Louisville game no matter how good Louisville is. But if Louisville is, like, decent or better, that would be – like, that game is in November. So you go Louisville, Georgia State, Coastal. Like, you'd play Louisville and – coastal in november like i think people would pay attention at that point what was utsa last year is probably the best like comp in some ways like they sort of and it took them all the way to like eight and zero, nine and oh to get to like into the top 25 yeah Yeah.
1: i would think somewhere in the teens like they're not going to be top 10 no um it would be tough I think for a Sun Belt team to crack the top ten, you need to be like a Louisiana or an App State. Mm-hmm. You know, over years, you need to do it after three or four years. What was it? What was the MAC team a couple of years ago that was on the verge and people were starting to make noise for the playoff? Oh, uh, Northern, Northern Illinois. Illinois.
0: Northern what Illinois did they, go to the Orange Bowl, I think. Right? Yeah.
1: yeah. They were like they barely made it into the minimum ranking. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I would think somewhere in the teens, fifteen to twenty range.
0: Yeah, I I think you're right. I think it depends on how the rest of the schedule – like, one thing's – Jamie does play a legit schedule this year in the sense that having Louisville and middle out of conference is, like, legitimate. I mean, it's not, like, the worst schedule of the country. I mean, there are – No, it's not like like, – I was like, like, there are probably Pac-12 teams who are playing worse out-of-conference schedules than that. So, like, I – you know, those are – not going to be hurting them they do only play 11 games it would be weird because it would be such a talking point at the end of season and, and it actually it, it would actually not be good for the Sun Belt. <laughs> well maybe it would be maybe it would be because it would get a lot of attention but like it, it would stink if you had to send the second place team in the east to the championship game like if they ran the table um but yeah. i would love to have this problem
1: madness last year what's that happened in march madness last year a transitioning team Won its league, but was ineligible for the bid? I think
0: you're right. Is it Northern Kentucky maybe? Or I swear there was a team, mean or something. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, this kind of stuff does happen. And we've yeah. even, I mean, look, we've seen it happen at like the highest level at that. Auburn team with Jason Campbell and Cadillac Williams. And, mm-hmm. you know, like that team was undefeated and they were ineligible, I think for the postseason or something. Self suspended or something. I mean, these things do happen, right? I mean, I don't, I don't you know, um, but that's a fun question. I like that one. Yeah. I, I think Jamie would get in the top 25.
1: Oh, I think you need to. I think any, any team that goes undefeated in the Sunbelt East is going to be ranked. It's just a right. question of.
0: And I think if you really win 11 0, I mean, at the very end of the season in the final poll, like, what are they going to rank a team that won the Bahamas Bowl over you? I, I, probably not. Like I, you know, I, in some ways, it's like the best case scenario. You can't oh, it is. you can't fall apart anymore after that. Right? <laughs> right. Right. You can always you know, hang the UCF banner here. Yeah, it's be
1: pe- petty like UCF forever.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, UCF, you know, they invented. they also invented NASA and everything else yeah. that they say. Right. So, <laughs> okay. Well, Um, Rob what's your number one pick Um, this will be our last one what's your number one pick for a summer fruit or vegetable
1: oh man I spend way too much time thinking about this so no matter what I say I will wake up middle of the night and second guess myself but I'm I'm, I would normally say tomatoes but I've got a recency bias thing going on where I picked up some peaches from the (laughs) farmer's market and I think the difference between a perfectly ripe farmer's market peach and a grocery store peach is about as wide a difference you can get in fruits. It's rivaled only by
2: the tomato. real, real
1: tomatoes and grocery store tomatoes. But I think I got to go peach. Although I've been bringing them to work and it's absolutely the wrong choice for work. I need to get like seven napkins out, cover my desk. I end up trying to eat it only when people are having meetings so they can't hear me slurping but like it's just such a wonderful experience i think yeah. peaches cuz like, you can get good corn is terrific but it's you don't have that gap so I mean, you can get good plum yeah you know, adequate plums in a grocery store Adequ- peaches is just not the same like a, a ripe peach is a completely different fruit than a grocery, so grocery store so another
0: one with a huge gap that is my I, I, it's watermelon Watermelon. Oh yeah, well, watermelon, watermelon has an enormous gap, and and so far this year I have not had like I feel like most years you get that one watermelon. You're just too early. Where yeah, well no, I mean you 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 might I don't know how many times do you eat watermelon in a year? Like five, six? Like not that often, right? But only like one of those is the like peak, the real deal, and yeah. I haven't hit that one this year. So there's one down on our counter right now that I'm hopeful about, but you know, <laughs> I
1: and I got the biggest watermelon I saw at yeah. the store or at the farmer's market or wherever. I don't even remember where I got it. Um, and it's only me. So I cut half of it up and it was enough to fill this giant bowl. And I ate it in, I don't know, 18 hours. <laughs> and now I've got the other half that I got to chop up. Um, and I'm worried I waited too long, but yeah, yeah that's, that's another great one. And yeah. what, it also, when it gets so hot around here in Virginia, yes, there it's are times nice. the only thing I want to eat is, water. is watermelon. Yes, so that look, is it's the, the best fruit in the
0: world for that, right? It's, it's just cold-, cold
1: water, yes. refreshing. It's got some fiber. Like you can actually kind of fill up on watermelon. Yeah. Unlike other um, Yeah. Yeah. When it gets really hot and humid, I don't want to cook. I don't want to turn on the grill. No. I don't like like heavy takeout. I just mm-hmm. want to eat watermelon. And yes. That's what I did last week. I just had myself a bowl of watermelon.
0: I like this. Right. Do you
1: put salt on your watermelon?
0: Sometimes I, well, it's not
1: an everyday thing for me. No. I will do it like, like you said, eat watermelon five times a year. Yeah. I'll probably do it on one of those, but not yeah. every piece. I'll just sprinkle it because I always think about it. And you're like, yeah, it is good, but it's pretty damn close to perfect on its own.
0: Yeah, I grew up thinking it was gross because my dad put salt on all kinds of fruit in an extremely um, beatus kind of way, um, <laughs> <laughs> and so I just thought it was gross. But now I'm like. Eh. Sometimes, yeah. So. Okay. so, anyways, um, well, this has been fun, Rob. It's good to talk to you. Please enjoy yourself next week. Um, say hi to the fam.
1: Yeah, we'll do. You're
0: looking forward to uh, really getting into the schedule and the roster. Camp yeah. will be open
1: in we'll two weeks, I think. When we talk, yeah. QB battle looming.
0: I, I think the QB battle is think it's is petty, right? Yeah, I think I think is the, the man, and, and we'll see. You know, I mean, I, I he can't throw interceptions. Is that? It sounds like maybe that was a little bit of his. and I don't know if that's the offense. I mean, I'm willing to give him the, give him some leeway here. But like to me, if if he comes in and doesn't do terrible things to hurt the team, um, seems like he's the guy for a while.
1: You know, with the transition here, that would make the most sense on paper.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, and especially like you got, you sort of got a two week. You know, you got two games, then the bye. So you really got three weeks to kind of get fully up to speed before you go to Boone. And um, you know, we'll see. But yeah, so he I want to see the kid the other kids at the receiver spot, the kid from Monmouth. He um,
1: impressed me when he played against JMU.
0: Yeah. Um, and I like the idea of having these little fast guys. I don't know, like maybe we could be annoying this year. So I mean yeah. we've,
1: had, we've had some well, Thornton. Thornton's not particularly big, is he?
0: No, and I'm. I'm. I'm no, Thornton's not big. That's what I meant. He's yeah. another little fast. Yeah, but I
1: mean, I we've we've got success there. P- was Pope
0: big? No, yeah. not not huge, but he, he was too. more uh, a little bigger, big. but but pretty Except little.
1: Riley, you know, I thought Kobe White was going to be the big guy, but he came in and I guess didn't like his chances of playing in the fall. Yeah, and so he's gone. And you know, good luck to him wherever he is. But I actually thought that was kind of encouraging.
0: Well, and spoiler for my like season thoughts on this, but I would really like to see. I know this is not this is incredible for me to say, um, who always wants to pass more and (laughs) you can go for it on fourth down. I I would like to see Signetti be his most Signetti bullheaded this year, and like ground and pound to death in this. Like if with the running back room they have and the line returning they have. I would like to see them grind out first downs and clock and win lots of games like 17, 14.
1: Well, like the 2004 team.
0: Yes. I, yeah, I actually would was love to have uh, guess, um, Mickey's, uh, you know, and, and
1: he had some awesome games where he was, you know, 11 completions for 160 something yards. Yeah, yeah. And two first downs. And then we'd have what? Any given week, you got Hines or somebody running for 100 and then two other guys running for 60.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, to me, that just—it seems like that would be a real opportunity to, um, if there are any holes on the defense, um, that would be a real opportunity to protect yourself. Yeah. Um, and we saw, you know, I mean, even last year, Jamie won, usually won the time of possession. I'd like to see them do that again this year. I, I mean, I really, really think that's—it could be an equalizer for them this year. I mean, and then they have the skill players. They do have the, I mean, with Thornton and the kid from Monmouth, I think they can get behind people and make big plays. But one of the ways you set that up is grinding. And um, I, I don't know, that's, we'll that see. But, and I, I don't know, I'm not, you know, I'm not a signetti whisperer, I don't know. But I have to think if I'm in his shoes with his history and background, he's probably thinking a little bit about that too. Like, yeah, give it to yeah. Percy, give it to Latrell. give it to Keelan, that's right, and grind that's behind good. the line, get four yards and play another down you know, and, and run 30 seconds off the plate. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't want us to be Army, but I, yeah. Um, yeah. I think it would be a real leveling effect against potentially deeper teams in the first yeah. year. So we'll see. Anyway, I, just, Rob, I, just, yeah. I just
1: spot-checked a couple games from the 2004 season to make sure I was not completely making that up. And, yeah, like at the first game I picked, Rascotti was 15 for 21, 223 yards, touched on an interception, that's against. exactly what I want
0: to see from Sateo. That's exactly yeah, the number like I wanna see.
1: That's and they won, you know. Yeah. And they won because they had let's see, Maurice Fenner, Raymond Hines, you know, Riscotti yes. himself running for fifty. Um you you go for two hundred and thirty yards on the ground. Yes. It's good. So
0: Yes. Punt the I ball, would not mind some twenty
1: twenty two version.
0: No, if we, if we if we look like an Iowa team, that's fine with me this year as long <laughs> as we end up with Iowa's traditional like 8 and 4 you yeah. know outcome. So like yeah. Um, cool. Anyways. All Thank right, Rob, Have a good week and uh, I will talk to you in 2 weeks. All right, have a good one everybody. Good Dukes.